At Kroger, we believe fresh means holding our produce to a higher standard. That's why we do up to a 27-point inspection on our produce. Like for citrus, we check for things like scarring and sunburn. Yep, oranges can sunburn. And we'll make sure you never see it. In fact, we only allow the best oranges, lemons, and grapefruits to reach our shelves. Because when it comes to fresh for everyone, we believe the juice is worth the squeeze. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
Good evening, good evening. Welcome to Blessings by Grace Radio. Tonight is Thursday, August the 22nd, 2019. The time is 9.39 p.m. We are in the Apple Valley Studio tonight with critically acclaimed bishop, founder, and overseer of the Greater All Nations, Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ, the honorable and incomparable Dr. Bishop Alfred Moore. Tonight he'll be talking about experiencing a new birth. He will dive into that. He will give you what thus saith the Lord, what the Lord is speaking through him. He will learn tonight. Um, we're here every Thursday night for weekly food for the soul Bible study session. We're spiritually fed. The food you get today will carry you on over to next Thursday. And you can keep interceding and interceding. So great news. We have some great new exciting stuff coming for the radio broadcast coming up for the second half of this year leading into next year. The Lord is going to be moving us in some amazing directions. My grandpa once said that he had a dream of him or maybe a vision of him preaching to a large church standing on a rock. Just And one day in church he said that, and one of my relatives had said, well, you are preaching your radio broadcast on standing rock. So there are some new things coming up. There will be some videos and some other amazing things here in the near future. So we will keep you guys locked and tuned here as the announcements come up when we are ready. We're going to be on the air doing so many things on the air. I do know for a fact there will be a new YouTube that Dr. Mo will be on at some point in the next two months. You guys will be able to hear it here first. The only thing that's going on with Bishop you will hear it here first, so keep it here. Keep it tuned. Keep it locked. Um, also, too, um, if you are with a ministry and you would like us to know about your ministry, please send us a message at P.O. Box 671, Apple Valley, California, 92307. We are very much interested in fellowshipping with you, even if it's an online ministry, even if you're in a different country, even if you're in the good old U.S. of A., California. We want to learn about your ministry. We want to fellowship with you. We want to be able to say prayers for your ministry as you continue to say prayers for ours. Here at Blessings of Our Grace Radio, we just want you to know that we love you with the love of the Lord and that we will continue to keep you covered under the precious blood of Jesus. And we pray that you do the same for us as we delve into the Bible every Thursday night. This is an awesome opportunity to get you learn on. Learn what the Lord has in store for you. When you listen to this broadcast ministry, you're going to learn what is your destination because everybody has a destination. Are you ready for yours? Well, how do you know? Well, when you listen to these messages and you learn what the Lord has in store for you, guess what? As you're learning, you're going to be open and awakened to what the Lord has in store for you. All you have to do is learn what he has in store for you. God can and will reveal it to you. When it is ready, don't say, well, you always say that on the radio, faith again, it must be nothing has happened. Let me tell you something real quick while Dr. Moore is preparing to come on the air. Let me tell you something. When I say faith, the greater we must receive, it's not something I was taught, something I would just put into my head. I'm telling you factual. My son was very sick from the time of birth, and still now he has some challenges and some battles. But the sickest moments in his life when I had less than six minutes, to get him to a local hospital to save his life. When you're talking about faith, again, I witnessed it. I was in the hospital witnessing my son fading away. That faith is why my son is here today, right now. He's still here, A-plus student, running around, knowing everything. He knows about the Lord. He knows about politics, the judicial system, the police department. He's a very smart and intelligent kid. And he gave us the wrong farm money. Oh, yes, he does, but at the same time, that faith that I keep talking about, it works. God's prayer story. God said the fervent prayers of the righteous avail us much. Well, somebody besides just me was praying for my son, but I learned one thing with faith. When you give God real 100% of your faith and you don't take it back, that means you don't keep talking about it and let everybody know oh, this and that. When you have an issue, you take it over to the Lord. Zip it. Mum's the word and let the Lord work the, work the power. My son was sick from six months old until he was born in 2008. Until 2015, he was having seizures. That is seven years my son had seizures. So reality for seven years, my son was extremely sick with seizures and the sense 
But the Lord stopped it because I told the Lord, I'm ready for you to take over. Let me, let me get myself up. And that's what we don't do. We need to get ourselves and move ourselves out the way and let Jesus come on in that door because, you know, we're knocking every day. But are you ready to open it? Well, let's find out about experience and the new birth tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, the man of the hour, I'm ready to learn. How about you? Here he is, and ladies and gentlemen, the honorable and competent Dr. Bishop Alphamore, the man of the hour. God bless everybody. God bless you in Radio Land tonight. Thank you, amen. Um, my granddaughter tonight, amen, for bringing us on tonight again. Amen. And that beautiful explanation, she's letting you know about faith tonight. Praise the Lord. It doesn't take much to please the Lord. Amen. We are coming tonight to bring you the word of God. Amen. Food for our thought tonight. And we are going to pick up from where we left off on last Thursday night. Amen. Speaking about the uh, experiencing the new birth. Now, let me read you from St. John 3, 1, and 9. Amen. Uh, this is a familiar story, but if you listen to it very closely, amen, sometimes it'll make us question ourselves to see whether we have experienced this new birth. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, the ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher that come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou dost except God be with him. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of the water, and of the spirit he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not, I say unto thee, you must be born again. The wind blows where it listens, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell from whence it comes, and whether it goes. So so is everyone that is born of the spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, how can these things be? In 1 Corinthians, uh, the 6th chapter, verse 9 through 11, it says, Know ye not that the unrighteousness shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not, but not deceived. Be not deceived. No fornicators, no idolaters, no adulterers, no imitators, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covenants, nor drunkenness, nor railing, nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you are washed, but you are sanctified, but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. And by the Spirit of God. Experiencing the new birth, Jesus says, Marvel not, in St. John 3 and 7, Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must, and talking to every individual that is upon the face of the earth, you must be born again. And when I'm talking about being born again, I'm not talking about being born uh, the second time naturally, but I'm talking about a spiritually birth. You must be born again if you want to enter into the kingdom of God. Nicodemus was an old man, and he was the ruler of the Jews. Yet that he had been around for some time, but he didn't understand the nature of what it means by being born again. So the Lord began to explain to Nicodemus what it means by being born again. And he was a Pharisee, meaning that he had studied the word of God, the necessity of the new birth. A person probably with sin began at his birth. Amen. Our sin began at our birth. David says, I was shaped in iniquity, and in sin did 
my mother conceived me. Psalm 51 and 5. This very nature and heart of man is an immunity with God. We got to have a change in our life. From the depths of this fallen nature, a person has a propensity toward sin, such as murdering. That's why we have murdering, amen, because man is born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Murdering, adultery, that's why we have so much adultery in the world. Why can't we stop adultery? Because a man needs to be born again. When you are born again, you don't have to worry about committing adultery. Fornicators, when you are born again, these things, they may come into your mind, but you, you will not let yourself be drawn into that lust of the flesh. Fornicators, if you're fornicating today and you say that you know the Lord, you are lying. You don't know the Lord. If you thieves, if you are out there stealing, the Bible says, he that sold, let him steal no more. If you're bearing false witness against your neighbor, you are not born again. If you blaspheme against the word of God, according to Matthew 15 and 19, you are not really born again. You still have that old sinful nature. The thing that make man sinful and unacceptable with a holy God cannot be washed off with soap and water. Listen, we're serving a holy God. And if you don't have these things, you can't get into the kingdom of heaven unless you repent. Man is not a sinner by accident. There is a law in his memory, warring against the law of his mind and bringing him into captivity to the law of sin and death. Romans 7 and 3, there's the law in your memories fighting against. A law in your mind and bringing you into captivity to the law of sin and death. Jesus answered and said unto him, Barely, barely, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The Lord was not only talking to Nicodemus, but he was talking to each one of us tonight. Each one of us is confessing that Jesus is our Lord. Amen. Jesus said we must be born again. There must be a spiritually change in our life. Jesus, as the author and finisher of our faith, he provided a way for us to escape the dominion of sin through the gospel. The gospel is important. The gospel is good news to those that want to hear it. Because the gospel, amen, will cause us to come out of our sin. The gospel was designed to reach as deep as the saint, as the stain of sin. I don't care how bloody you are with sin, the gospel will go down and the gospel will clean you up. Since man's problem with sin began at birth. That is where the gospel began its work in a man's life. Ever when sin started, the gospel, amen, aside right there. It is not another nature, not your birth, as Jesus explaining to Nicodemus, but a new birth of the spirit. You need to be born spiritually. You need to be born spiritually. Nicodemus had already been born naturally. Now the Lord is trying to tell him, you need a new birth. You need a new nature. You need to put on the spirit of God. What is born of the flesh 
is always going to be flesh. And another nature. Birth will not solve the problem of sin. What is needed is a new birth. We need a new birth. Tonight you can have that new birth in Jesus. If you have not accepted Jesus, you can have that new birth in Jesus. To be born again. Not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but the will of God. John 1 and 3 tells us this. The new birth is necessary for all men. It is necessary for all men. If you're going to enter into the kingdom of God, you've got to be born again. Jesus said, Except a man be born again, he identifies the problem of all men. The strong rebuke that Jesus gave to the Pharisees was not because none of them were sincerely in their religious. On the contrary, the evidence in the scripture indicates that many of them were very sincere. The rebuke came because their system of religious had tied to cope with sin by legality, by rules, teaching that outwardly obedience to rules, equal with righteousness. The Apostle Paul, who was a Pharisee, he addressed the universe problem of sin when he wrote, For all have sinned, all have sinned, and came short of the glory of God. You can find that in Romans 3, 23. This is the story of all men until they come to the Lord Jesus and experience the new birth. Every good religious person must be born again. Every good religious person must be be born again if you want to enter into the kingdom of heaven. The definition of being born again, one thing that Jesus made clear is the fact that man are not saved without being spiritually regenerated. You're not saved unless you, amen, have the spirit of God change you. Praise the Lord. You've got to be changed by the Spirit of the Lord if you want to be saved. This must be born. They must be born again. They must be born again. The all-important question that has been asked by more than one search, search and soul is, what must I do? In this day and hour that we're living in now, out of all the things that's coming up on the world, I know your inward man is saying, what must I do? The scripture plainly, simply, and effectively answers the question. He says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, if you listen at the word of God, amen, this is a amen process. This is a step that you take. You accept Jesus by faith as your Lord and your Savior. But it don't stop there. You've got to go down in the name of Jesus, in the name, in the name of Jesus for the remission of, for the forgiveness of your sin, according to the word of God. And then you don't stop there. The process continues. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost if you continue on. But if you stop, you don't have the completeness of being born again. That's Acts 2 and 38. Luke 13 and 5 says, I tell you nay, but except you repent 
ye shall all likewise perish. If you don't repent of your sins, I don't care who you are, you're going to perish. The Lord is letting us know tonight that repentance, amen, will bring us into the thinking way of the kingdom of God. Thinking people repent. Just shedding tears is not repenting. Just because, amen, tears come out of your eyes, that don't mean, amen, you have repented from your heart. A person must think to repent. Think on what you've done. Lord, I am getting ready to say, forgive me for all of my sins. He must think about himself and his ways. He must think about God and his goodness. He must think about his future and his destination. I thought on my ways, and I turned my feet unto the testimony. I made haste and didn't delay not to keep the commandments. That's what David says in Psalms 119, 59, and 60. The kind of thinking which constitutes repentance requires honesty. Be honest with yourself. Honest. God wants honestness. You got to have courage. You got to have faith in the Savior. It is not necessary for the Lord to reveal our sin to others. God don't have to tell nobody else what your sins is. That ain't important to the Lord. Uh, only somebody you reveal your sins to is the Lord Jesus himself. It is not necessary for uh, the Lord to reveal our sin to others, for us to repent. We know our wrongness without the Lord even showing anyone, and we alone must repent of these sins. We know we're wrong. We know that we are sinful. But in order to get into the kingdom of heaven, we must repent of those sins. Not only must we repent, after we repent and the Lord clean us up, let us not go back and lay down like a hog in our morrow. Go back to the field as a dog vomit and eat it. Leave that alone. The Lord will cleanse you up after you repent of your sin. Repentance requires action. Saying, I, I, I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. It is not easy to admit, amen, that sometimes we are wrong. When the prodigal son, amen, came to himself, and a lot of us, amen, have not yet came to ourselves. We continue to do evil. We continue, amen, to do wrong. We have a come to ourselves. Where are you out there in the hog pen? You're eating the slop of this world. But when the prodigal son came to himself, he acted upon his godly sorrow. He acted upon it. He didn't stay there, amen, to eat out of the hog pen, but amen, he acted upon it. He did not allow pride to hold him in the hog pen. Don't you allow pride to hold you into this world. This world is a hog pen. It's filthy. And Jesus is saying, come out of it and be ye separated, says the Lord. He He changed his ways of living, and he returned to his father. All you sinners out there tonight, if you listen to me, All the word of God says, change your ways of living and return to your father. Turn to Jesus, who is the creator of this world. The psalmist says, I'll make haste. I'm going to hurry up. And I'm going to say unto you out there that don't know Jesus, you better be like the psalmist. You better make haste because time ain't long. And not delay. Don't hesitate. Don't procrastinate. Don't say what you're going to do and don't do it. Time is running out from us. Now is the day of salvation. Now, right now, now is the acceptable time. 
Hesitation never led a person home. Hesitation never led a person home. A step never taken is a step that's lost. To repent, to repent requires that we think of our sin and that we take action to return again from those sins. Repent or perish. The day that you hear my voice, harm not your heart. I pray today, amen. My voice is going over, amen. So many parts of the world, the day that you hear my voice, don't you harden your heart. Jesus described to the Pharisees the difference between how they prayed and what it meant to experience true repentance. St. Luke 18, 9 through 14, when you have time to read that. Good works for the Pharisee were the thing that they boasted uh, before man, but not before God. Oh, I've done a good work. Amen. You may be done a good work, but that don't mean that you have been born again. That don't mean your heart has been changed before the Lord by doing a good work for humanity. That ain't going to get you into the kingdom of heaven. You can do good work all your life and still miss out, amen, if you don't come godless sorry for your sin. I know some good people. They do some good work. Every time, amen, that there is something going on in the church, they are faithful, they are loyal, they want to help. But that ain't done, that, that, amen, that will not get them into heaven. Only repentance. God knows their heart, not just their actions. As one man put it, the heart of the problem is the problem of the heart. Good work may hide an evil heart from a fellow man, but they will not be sufficient to hide sin in the day of judgment. You can't hide no sin from the Lord. You can't hide. The eyes of the Lord is in every place, beholding the good and the evil. You can't hide no sin before the Lord. Adam was in the garden, and the Lord, amen, asked him, where were you? He said, we're hiding. Where are you hiding? What you hiding from? Adam realized that we done done wrong. We done done wrong. The publican had no religious faith behind which to hide his sinful activity. Moreover, he was he saw his sinfulness as being open before God. His only hope was for God to have mercy on me. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy. Ah, oh, have mercy on me, Lord. I'm just a sinner. And I need you to save me by your grace. Have mercy upon me, Lord. Have mercy. This is what the world ought to cry out tonight. Have mercy upon me. Oh, God, have mercy upon me. No experience of life will reach deeper into the soul of a man than the experience of true repentance. True repentance. True repentance. True repentance. It cuts to the root of the sin in the heart of the sinner. It tears down the foundation of selfish living and allows the person to begin to build on the sure foundation. True repentance. Godly sorrow. Repent. Repentance remove all pride. See, when you, when you really repent, your pride disappears. Let me surely intervene in here. I was a proud, a proud young man when I came to Christ. I was very proud. And I seen God do something to people that I said the children were playing with God. 
I said, God got a hold of me. And God showed me by his might that I was nobody. He showed me, amen, that he could help me any way that he wanted to help me. I had to break my pride down and say, yes, Lord. Repentance remove all pride. Godly sorrow overwhelms a person as he repents. Godly sorrow. It overwhelms a person as he repents. We have nothing to offer the Lord in exchange for his goodness. We ain't got nothing to offer the Lord for his goodness. We can only plead before him for his mercy. We need God's mercy. Have mercy on me. Have mercy. Oh, I'm crying out to you tonight if you have not repented. If you have not experienced this new birth, please, young man, young woman, there is nothing in this world can compare to this new birth. Everything in this world that you have is temporary and it's going to pass away. But if you get a hold of this new birth, you can share in the kingdom of God. You can have eternal life. Repentance is not a party, a pretty experience, but it is a necessary one. It is described as a death. It is not an easy experience. For the carnal nature will not surrender without a battle. But our freedom from sin is well worth the required effort of repentance. The carnal nature is going to fight, but the carnal nature is going to lose. You can fight against the Lord all you want, but you're going to lose. Then the Lord began to command us to be baptized. Come on, we're having a problem today, amen, through the Scripture, but the Scripture plainly teaches us, amen, he that believes and is baptized shall be, if you continue in the word of God, it's, you shall be saved. It didn't mean because you went into the water, you done completed the whole, amen, uh, order of salvation. If you continue, amen, you shall be saved. But he that believes not shall be damned, St. Mark 16 and 16. Baptism Listen, is a part of the great commission the Lord gave to his disciples. And Jesus taught that all converts must be baptized in his name. And Jesus' name is Jesus. All converts must be baptized in his name for the remission of sin. Luke 24 uh, and 47, Acts 2 and 38. It would be unthinkable, unthinkable after the Lord had commanded his disciples to baptize that they would teach people they did not need water baptism. Now, God has told them to go and baptize, and it would be unthankful for them to go and teach people you don't need no water baptism. Like some, amen, today is saying water baptism is not necessarily. You get away from that false Christ. Get away from them because the scripture says water baptism is necessary. And the disciples preach and teach that you've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus. As an example of how the apostles understood baptism is found in Acts 10, 44 and 48. Take your time, read the word of God, and see how the apostles, amen, baptized. There Peter commanded Cornelius and his kinmen and his friend to be baptized in the name, in the name of the Lord. Peter commanded them to be baptized in the name 
You got to go down in the right name. By submitting to water baptism, a person exercises his faith in the Bible plan of salvation. There is a symbol to the endorsement. It's a symbol as an endorsement of a check made out in a person's name. There are two signatures required on a check. The one who is providing the benefit and the one who received the benefit of the check. The, the receiving name is placed on the line and says, paid to the order of ever who, amen, it is paid to. To actually receive the benefit of that check, the receiver must sign or endorse it on the back. Salvation has been offered to us. Salvation has been offered to us. Whosoever will, all can come and claim the blessing of salvation by obeying God's plan of salvation. And that is submitting to water baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ is as act of faith which appropriates the plan of God. Everybody must go down in the name of Jesus. Read the word of God. Read the word of God. Peoples today could be compared to a man that receives a check for $1 million. He could carry the check around in his pocket, showing it to all of his friends and say, look, I am a millionaire. But until he signed the check, he will not buy a loaf of bread. You got to sign it. It may be in your pocket, but if you don't sign it, it won't buy a loaf of bread. The man could live in poverty until he endorsed the check. So the Lord has provided salvation for all. Many are still in their sin because they have not endured God's plan of salvation to claim the blessing for themselves. Many of you have not endorsed your check. And you still, amen, is in poverty because you have not endorsed your check of salvation. You can talk about it, but you got to endorse it. When a person submits to water baptism, he is doing three things. He is, amen, endorsing that check. If you want that check cashed, amen, you got to, amen, endorse it. You got to put your signature on that check. Now, when you submit to water baptism in Jesus' name, let me tell you, number one, he is identifying himself as the one for whom Jesus died for. That's the first thing he does. He is identifying himself. Don't you want to be identified? He is saying it was my sin that was worthy of death, and Jesus was nailed to the cross for me. That's the first thing. He identified himself, saying that Jesus was worthy for it. Number two, he is exercising faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. His faith is in Jesus Christ. He believes that we are buried with him by baptism unto death. That like as Christ was risen up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in the newness of life. My God, my God. For if we have been planted together 
in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Read Romans 6, 4 and 5. My God, my God, my God. Put it on, put on water baptism. Number three, he is being obedient. He is being obedient to the word of the Lord. Are you being obedient tonight, you out there in Radio Land? Have you been down in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins? He is being obedient to the word of the Lord. The old life was characterized by disobedience. Baptism is the beginning of the new life of obedience unto the Lord. A new life. A new life. Walking in the newness of life. Baptism is more than a ritual. It is a sign and it is a seal. God put his seal upon his children. Some clothes label are worn with pride. Says to those, the person meeting the meeting, that he or she buys quality clothes. Then there are other items brought without a name on them. They are called generic, and the price is cheap. People who do not want to pay the price for the quality do not care about the seal or the name. They are more interested in a bargain. Are you more interested in a bargain than wearing the real thing? The real thing is being buried in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't go for an artificial thing. Don't go for a formula. Go for the real thing. My God, my God. The salvation that the Bible presents is not generic. It's not a generic thing. It's not a cheap thing. The Lord gave us the real thing. It carries the great name in heaven and in earth, Jesus. No other name will do, for we are saved only by the name of Jesus. That's the only way that you can obtain salvation is through the name of Jesus. All over the world, we are one people. We are one body. And there are one law. There are one faith. And there are one baptism all over the world. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name. I'm talking about a name now. There is none other name. Under heaven, given among men, whereby we must be saved. Acts 4 and 12. If you ain't going down in the name of Jesus, I tell you, amen. I don't know what name you went down in, but amen. Going down in the name of Jesus, according to the word of God, is the only name that you can be saved by. I don't care what others say, who they are, amen. It, my Bible tells me that Jesus is the only somebody can forgive you for your sins. I know he's the only somebody that hung on Calvary for our sins. He's the only somebody that paid the price. Now, he wants us to go down in his name. God bless you. This is Dr. Moore. Amen. Food for thought tonight. Amen. Go down in Jesus' name. Follow remission of your sin. A willful, a willful neglected, a willfully neglecting water baptism in the name of Jesus is to ignore God's commandment. If you willfully do this, you are ignoring God's commandment. Water baptism is an ingredient part of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the Lord will punish those who reject the gospel. 
Don't reject the gospel. When he returned in flame fire, taking vengeance on them that knew not God and that obeyed not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Second Thessalonians 1 and 8 said, Baptism is not an option, it is a must. The promise of the Holy Ghost, Jesus answered, Truly, 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 I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Just as we are commissioned to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus, we are also told that we are to be filled with the Holy Spirit of the Lord Jesus. Many times, amen, we don't want to go no further, amen, than, amen, than accept Jesus as our Lord and our Savior. But the Bible says be baptized, and then, amen, we have to take a step of being, amen, uh, 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 we have to take a step after we baptize, and we have to seek him for the Holy Ghost. Jesus made it plain to Nicodemus that the gift of the Holy Ghost was essentially to salvation. John 3, 1 through 8. Paul wrote that if a person does not have the Spirit, he is not a Christian. Romans 8, 1 through 11. No man can say that Jesus Christ is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Repentance and water baptism propels a person hard for the reception of the Spirit of the Lord. In repentance, we deal with unclean thoughts, hate. Attitude, casting them out of our life. If our experience stops here, however, we are left with no chance of our sinful nature. Salvation is not merely restricted in life by the reception of our abundance life in God. The infilling of the Holy Ghost regenerates our Nature in such a way that we die to self and live to the spirit. We got to die daily, die and live to the spirit. Acts 1 and 8 says, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be my witness. Are you witness unto Jesus tonight? Are you his witness tonight? When God had special tests, for men to do. In the Old Testament, he empowered them with his spirit. The spirit of God would come up on men in the Old Testament. God says unto Belzebub, I have filled him with the spirit of the Lord in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship. Exodus 31 and 3. The spirit was needed for the building of a tabernacle, John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb, Luke 1 and 15. The Spirit was needed for his ministry as the forerunner of Jesus Christ. Whatsoever measure of the Spirit operate upon people in the Old Testament, the promised Spirit in the New Testament is greater. Hebrew 11 39 and 40, 1 Peter 1, 9 and 12 say, Christians receive more than anointing for the power, from the power, amen, of Christ by his spirit coming unto our spirit to make us a new creation in Christ. The spirit that rigorous Christ will also rigorous our bodies. If the Spirit dwells in us, Romans 8 and 11 says, but the Holy Ghost also empowers us to do the work of God. The apostle said, look ye out among ye seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost wisdom, who we may appoint over this business. This business was not preaching or pastoring, but overseeing the daily disputing of the food to the congregation. It may seem strange 
to some. But the apostle recognized that overseeing a servant food needed the anointing presence of the spirit in their life. If you're going to work for the Lord, you need his spirit. And that means you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Many people is trying to work for the Lord and they ain't filled. You need to be full of the Holy Ghost. The Spirit is also needed for us to be a witness. The Spirit, amen, want us to be a witness for the Lord Jesus. Witness involve more than talking about Jesus. We must experience Christ in our lives before we can be a powerful witness to him. You got to experience Jesus. You got to know him. In the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, you got to know him. Know Jesus. My God, my time is running out on me. But most of all, we are saved by the infilling of the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit, church. All believers need the Holy Ghost. Speaking in other tongues, have the Spirit of God give them uttering. The Spirit is our life. It identifies us with Christ. He is the seal of our salvation. Ephesians 4 and 30. Furthermore, without the Spirit, we do not believe, we, we do not belong to Christ. If you ain't got the Spirit, you don't belong to Jesus. Romans 8 and 9. And only as we follow the Holy Spirit are we the sons of God. Romans 8 and 14. To be filled with the Holy Spirit, a person must believe and obey the gospel. Jesus said, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Matthew 5 and 6, the person who wants to be filled with the Holy Ghost need to repent and be baptized, asking God for this gift of life. Luke 11, 9, 13. It is by the Spirit that a person be baptized unto Christ. 1 Corinthians 12 and 13. As such was some of you, some of us, amen, once was, amen, without the Spirit. The new birth experience makes a difference in how people conduct themselves. Their old life was characterized by unrighteousness, for it was Perverted nature, stated of the unconverted man. The Spirit makes all things new. We don't do the same thing that we used to do, amen, when we come into Christ Jesus, because we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. My time, amen, saying that amen is up tonight on Thursday night, but Jesus says unto us, you must. Be born again. God bless you. This is Dr. Moore saying God bless you. Keep praying for us, and we're going to keep bringing you the word of God in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm afraid coming from Dr. Moore about Amy birth. Please continue to listen in. Please go, and we will continue to pray for you. God bless you. Good night, and God speak. Bye-bye, everybody. Good night. Join Planet Fitness now through March 16th and get the PF Black Card for zero enrollment in $22.99 a month. You'll enjoy an upgraded experience with tons of perks. Like access to more than 2,000 locations worldwide? Yep. Super soothing hydro massage chairs? Yes. Can I bring a friend every time? Sure. Can my friend be a horse? Mm, nay. Uh, sorry. Get the PF Black Card and feel fitacular. Zero enrollment, $22.99 a month. Deal ends March 16th. See Club for details.